There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, guys. Welcome to the PH Nutrition podcast. I am Chloe, and I am one of the coaches at PH Nutrition. And today, we are delighted to be joined by Beth Robinson. Beth has an amazing online presence promoting body acceptance within CrossFit and inspiring many girls to feel confident. She talks very openly about dealing with the way we feel about our body in relation to our food and training. Beth is actually part of our female performance project squad and has worked with us over the last eight weeks or so to optimize fueling for her training as she competes in both CrossFit and weightlifting and she loves her swimming too. Her YouTube channel has really taken off recently. I've really enjoyed watching her videos and it's been keeping me up to date with all the things going on in the CrossFit world. Beth, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us and how are you doing? Yeah, really good. Thanks. Yeah, just quite tired and struggling with the heat. But other than that, <laughs> oh my god, honestly, it makes me really dozy. I feel like I just have no idea what's going on. I'm yeah. like Duh. a bit out of it. So it's yeah, have you been training? Have you been training in the heat? How's your feeling? How are you feeling with training in the heat? <laughs> I've been really struggling. I had like a massive like car crash of a session on Friday, and I had to mm. honestly quit halfway through. And I never do that, and I felt really bad about doing it. But equally, I'm trying to like work on balance and listening to my body. And my body was not okay. Like as you know, I like clean and jerk about 100 kilos, and I was like so really strong. struggling with 65 kilos, <laughs> which is like embarrassing <laughs> for me. Like, so I was like, this? I need to. This is not okay. There's something wrong, and I just need to call it. So I did. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's going really well. And and yeah, Good. like the, the swimming was in the intro because that's I love swimming, but oh, yeah. I've not allowed myself to swim for years. So. Yeah, that's your thing yeah, at the moment, isn't you. it, swimming? I love that. Yeah. And yeah, it's definitely something we've been talking about a lot when you've been on the female performance plan is allowing yourself to listen to your body and be like, okay, I don't need to train at full send every single time I yes. do a session. It's just, you know, it's so important to, to be aware of that. So yeah, so okay, let's get stuck into it. I've got loads of questions for you and I'm sure we'll end up talking cool. about food Um, because yeah. that's kind of what we always <laughs> tend to do, isn't it? So mm-hmm. first things first, so what, tell us about your training at the moment. What kind of training have you been doing over the last few months? What are the goals at the moment? Yeah, tell me everything. Ooh, last few months. So I think I, I have to do like the last year because it's changed quite a lot. So I was like really competitive in CrossFit before lockdown. And then during lockdown, everything was up in the air. And one of the gyms I was going to shut and it was all over the place. So 
I had to move gyms because the gym I went to shut that I was doing like CrossFit at and I started doing weightlifting for like four months and really loved it and just started like working towards competing in Olympic weightlifting. I really enjoyed it, but then I still felt like there was something missing and I think I was missing that CrossFit, like, like cardio kind of thing. And then my coach that was at the gym, who's still my coach in weightlifting now, left that gym and moved elsewhere. So it meant they weren't running the barbell club anymore. So I changed gyms again and went back to a CrossFit gym and then started doing CrossFit again with like weightlifting on the side. And that's like the perfect balance for me because I've always loved the weightlifting aspect of CrossFit. But previously I was like, no, like weightlifting is a strength. You've got to work on your weaknesses. And I'd like shame myself out of doing the weightlifting. But like now I, I've like let myself train how I want to train because I'm like an everyday athlete, even though like I am working towards competing. It is a hobby. It's for fun. And yeah, so now I'm like allowed to do the weightlifting alongside CrossFit and then I've got like a better balance with that. And then through working with you as well, I've started adding in other sports and fitness things that I love that I've stopped myself from doing over the years because I thought I had to be like super dedicated and just do CrossFit. So yeah, so I like worked up to competing in a weightlifting competition, which was a couple of months ago and qualified for the English champs off the back of that. I've got the qualifying total and I should be within like the top 10. But there's a bit of a weird thing going on with that and they accidentally qualified loads of people just by like who bought the tickets fastest so I'm not sure if I've officially yeah, qualified I saw for the English champs yeah hopefully it's being sorted out it sounds like it is being sorted out so fingers crossed I will actually get to compete there otherwise it's like the English Open if you just let anybody that buys the tickets yeah. first as long as they've got the total like there's, there's barely anybody in my categories it's not like they're bringing the top 10 or they're not they're not bringing the top lifters at the moment they're just bringing random people that have got above the total which doesn't make sense but yeah yeah so hopefully <laughs> competing in that and then the CrossFit I've moved from being quite competitive to just doing it for fun and I do like CrossFit competitions every now and then for enjoyment um because I've done I've probably competed in about 40 CrossFit competitions over the years. I've been doing it for six years, so I'm like quite competed out. <laughs> yeah, it do, it does get to that point. And I love yeah. that you, you know, you're doing these things that you enjoy. Like, I think we forget sometimes that training mm. is there to be enjoyed. Like, we get into it because we enjoy it. And I think we yeah. feel this pressure to, obviously, competing is so much fun, especially in CrossFit. Like, you know, it's in the summer so doing exciting. team comps and stuff. It's so much fun, isn't it? Yeah, and I am like but a team just, athlete. I think we thing. get exactly that's your thing and like these these fun comps and I think we kind of get you know wrapped up or like we think we should be you know training for something specific or we should be training for you know all the time going hard and it's we forget that we we can enjoy it as well if maybe if we're not enjoying it we should think okay well do I need to Mm. kind of reassess so it's nice that you actually do think what am I enjoying right now and that could change day to day and obviously incorporating in other things. And I really hope that we see you in the weightlifting as well. I'll be gutted yeah. if we don't see you there. So I've got my fingers and toes crossed that we see yeah, you there because I know you've great. worked very hard for it. So yeah, okay, awesome. So, you know, you're doing a lot, which is awesome. And we always see you uh, nowadays on TikTok and YouTube. Your TikTok presence oh, is is super cool. And obviously YouTube is really taking off for you. Yeah. So yeah, what kind of got you into doing those? I've always wanted to do a YouTube channel, to be honest. I feel like, uh, have you seen that quote where it's like your story can be like a roadmap for other people going through the same thing? And I've been through a lot of really 
tough stuff in my life and a lot of ups and downs like obviously the eating disorders but like I've got bipolar disorder as well and I've had there's just lots of lots of trauma <laughs> and I felt like I had a bit of a calling to just like share that and also I I get so many questions on Instagram that was where I got most of my following to begin with that I just wanted to share it in more of like a long form way where it could be more informative and I'm a teacher so it's just that's that I, that's my jam I quite like that um and I also taught media or like taught media students for a while so I have the knowledge and the background in like video recording and editing and all of that so it just seemed like a natural progression but what held me back from it was that a lot of people were like really funny about me having an online presence like in my personal life and like kind of you know how people can be like quite shameful to towards you if you're like if you put yourself out there so I met my partner and he's the opposite of that he's like so lovely and encouraging and just kind of got me to do what I want to do and stop caring about other people's opinions and yeah long story short that's what I did and now it's going really well <laughs> but yeah, yeah and it, then the TikTok it looks great just because TikTok's fun and it's kind of a mirror of my Instagram but TikTok just seems to go really well because the algorithm's really good and it really feeds it out to people that like need to see your content at that point in time whereas Instagram doesn't do that so much yeah you definitely reach like I see a lot of girls reposting your stories on Instagram and reposting your TikToks and stuff it obviously goes down really well with a lot of girls and I think it's the kind of thing a lot of girls want to see that like body acceptance feeling your best self and you know yeah. it's it's a great thing for girls to be able to see on their social media when they open up their Instagram or they open up their TikTok and you're there like smashing your hands down push-ups and your pull-ups and stuff and it, you mm-hmm. know girls are like wow oh my god I want to be like Beth it's just it's amazing and <laughs> so I'm sure you get a lot of positive <laughs> feedback yeah I, I, I get a lot of shares it's really interesting I get a lot of shares when I talk about my weight a lot and I've obviously been terrified about talking about my weight over the years and the lightest I've ever really been in my adult life was like 74 kilos which is still heavy and like right now as you know I'm about 106 kilos so um which is like the equivalent of around 16 stone and I was always terrified of being like over like over that 74 over around 11 12 kilos and I think it's like women seeing somebody that is super heavy and is also clearly fit and able to do stuff like handstand push-ups and the gymnastics as well as the heavy weightlifting and seeing the weight not not as like a disadvantage but like almost an asset in many ways like it's what makes me super strong so and that's super hard for like women just detaching their worth from their weight and that's something I really want to help other people change and I do find those are, those are the videos that really go off and people relate to and then reshare so I think we just need more of that I wish I had yeah. someone like me posting when I was really struggling with my eating disorders back in the day yeah maybe I wouldn't have gone yeah, down it's that amazing hole. that's to my see. thought <laughs> do you think do you think that you posting about you know your training and stuff and how you feel do you think that's helped you improve how you feel about all of your training and your weight and everything like that as well (laughs) yeah 100 percent. so I started doing Instagram initially um back when I started CrossFit that would have been like 2016 um literally as a journal to kind of document my training and like what was going well like kind of celebrate my little wins and that fluctuated a lot like at one point it was a lot there was a lot of like body checking and like how low in fat can I go and that was not good but then after that when it kind of transformed into more like body acceptance I was like I need to stop I wanted to start posting videos of my training because 
I felt like people would relate to stuff and I didn't want to not post my PBs because I was worried about my stomach jiggling, which is something that is really hard for a lot of women. They're like, oh, I don't want to see a video of me because like I've got fat on my stomach and it moves. And then I started yeah, to think absolutely. like, why do we feel like this? Like it's very normal for bodies to jiggle. Everybody's bodies move. So yeah, it just, it kind of helped me accept my body like seeing the videos, accepting that that's normal and then posting them online. And then all of my captions are me sort of coaching myself. They're not, it's not everything that I've like, I've not fixed everything. <laughs> it's that's me talking myself through things. And like, I don't always feel a hundred percent. I don't always feel like I'm like worthy and like, like I accept my weight and my body size, but that Instagram is a, it's like almost like a like an outlet like a journal for me still yeah yeah I think we're like it's crazy isn't it because we whatever shape or size or whatever we are like however we look we're always gonna yeah. have those little body image things aren't we like I feel like it's completely normal because Absolutely. of the, probably the society we live in everyone comments on it anyway and I, that's always a thing isn't it like I remember that the number of videos I have not posted on Instagram in over the past mm. however many years I've been training because I'm like, my belly's juggling. It's just mad, yeah. isn't it? Like no one it's else crazy. cares and no one else is looking. No. And I've heard this from lots of other girls as well. Like, and they're like, didn't post it because my belly. Or they post it and they're like, the only thing I look, can look at here is my belly. And it's like, why are we so wrapped up in this yeah. when we're like, like you, you lift a hundred kilos above your head. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like that's <laughs> the thing that we should be focusing on here. It's just <laughs> mad. I see it either. That's but what you... I started to realise. People don't notice that jiggle on your stomach. Yeah. Like, I, I posted one video, super, super lean. And I didn't post it back when I took the video, but I did post it. And that went on my TikTok actually recently. And because I, I so I used to be, a lot bigger than I even am now and I lost a lot of weight so I've got like loose skin on my stomach and even when I was super lean you could still see that like jiggle and I was so insecure about this video like I didn't delete it but I just like put shoved it into a folder at the back of my phone somewhere and didn't think about it for years and then I reposted it I was like oh my god like how why did I even think that about my body like it's so normal and I, and nobody else noticed even when I reposted it I like pointed out the bit that I was insecure about people were like what are you on about but that is yeah, clearly it's... the eating disorder there isn't it <laughs> it's oh. mad isn't it because you wouldn't like you wouldn't point you wouldn't point out these things on your friends no. you wouldn't even think these things about your friends would you like you would never well, say these no, things I to your friends so why do you say them to ourselves people have said those things to me and like poked and prodded me and like pointed out my like flaws to me in the past and had quite nasty things to say about my body so my mm. automatic assumption is that other people would say that and actually n people yeah. do say that on tiktok to me <laughs> but no this i don't care thing. No. regular people this nice people don't <laughs> yeah exactly like there are just some people out there and it's like what what you obviously yeah. have nothing better to do with your life than just yeah. say horrible like, things people, about women's bodies people. Yeah. But that actually brings me on to my next question as well, because you, you know, I, you're very in interactive, I guess the word is online, which is great. Like yeah. there's so many posts that I've seen you comment on and you're very graceful about it. Like the CrossFit post with the sugar, like you, you bring <laughs> up really good points and stuff. And I think yeah. it's great because you do start, you know, you start this talk with people and people will listen to you and you, are, you know, when you go on, I've seen some of your TikToks and you're like um, responding to people's comments that aren't mm. particularly nice yeah. and trolls and things like that. But then you also must get like, because we see some of the kind of more negative ones because you respond to them in a great way. But you also, I'm sure you probably get a lot of positive things. So have you had, you know, positive comments from girls that you've Hello. really impacted yeah. that you could share with us as well? 
yeah I've, I've actually got a little folder on my phone that's like just called like lovely comments because I'm I save them because oh. I do get so much hate comments and sometimes if I feel really bad I go back and look at the stuff and like it's just it really varies from like I get loads on the daily basis like you've encouraged me to wear shorts and sports bra to the gym I did it today and like I'm so happy about it it's literally because of your videos and then I get other people like oh I've started CrossFit because of you and then I get some like literal essay messages like you've changed my life in this way this way this way and I literally I, I can't accept that I'm having that impact on people it doesn't feel like it's me and I really want to get to a place where I can be like no I, I've done that but even as I'm saying it right now I, I, I can't believe that, that I have had that impact and equally they are also responsible for that impact they've seen my videos and they've chosen Mm. to act on it and they've chosen to take themselves into the gym and wear what they want because i've encouraged them in some way so i feel like they have ownership over that not me but yeah yeah but yeah Yeah, it's amazing it's amazing because you're you know when you do have those girls message you and you you engage with all these people it is building Mm. this kind of like this community and this presence and you know girls i don't think we realize what we need to see until we see it. Yeah. And then we see that and it's like, this is incredible. And as a side note, you always have the cutest outfits, like your oh, sports thanks. bar and shorts outfits. They're so colorful. I'm like, oh my Some God, she's like disagree. dazzling. <laughs> I get get so much hate on my clothes I get so much love and so much hate on my clothes when people are like Mm. why are you wearing that combination and like I have like I've got loads of neurodiversities and I'm really bad at I've got like a light sensitivity thing so I don't and I don't really understand what colors match and what don't so I've just given up um I don't I don't care I'll just wear what I like and what I don't care that the patterns clash like so I look like I'm dressing really loudly. Like maybe it's kind of like <laughs> dopamine dressing. I think people have probably heard of that. Yeah, I just wear what I want, and I love it. It makes me happy, and I don't. See You've got to do what makes you care. happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and if and it makes you. I feel like when you wear a nice outfit to the gym, it does make you train like ten times better as well. You're like, yeah. Yes. Definitely. It feels so good. So yeah, and also comfortability that. as well. So I get rug on like quite a lot of sensory issues. I get really really hot, so I have to mm. wear like shorts and a sports bra. And I hate wearing leggings in the winter, but like sometimes my legs get a bit cold. But then I'm like halfway through the workout, I'm like dying and just want to take my clothes off. <laughs> so <laughs> just strip yeah. on the gym, literally. And I'm like, no, no, you can't take them off. <laughs> you can't train in your underwear. <laughs> you should have just worn shorts. <laughs> but it's like my my sensory issues massively outweigh the judgment potential judgment from other people <laughs> yeah. i'm like yeah i'd rather listen to myself and how uncomfortable i am than what some random thinks about my body <laughs> some random guy on tiktok sat behind yeah. his phone just yeah exactly. with the vomit emojis and stuff that they put up like i had one guy that called <laughs> oh, then one of my most popular videos some guy called me a whale and put loads of like vomit emojis and i'm just like thanks yeah and at the moment the hate massively outweighs the positivity i'm getting on tiktok so i'm actually not really reading my comments at all because i'm getting so much hate i'm barely spending any time on the platform like reading comments or replying to comments because it's it's overwhelming and also equally i get a load of people that say oh ignore the trolls and it's like that i know they mean well but that is just as helpful as saying to a kid at school like ignore the bullies like it doesn't do anything Mm. and it is really unhelpful (laughs) because i can't ignore them because they are literally taking over my platform or it's all i see it might not be all anybody else sees but like you just see your comments don't you other people don't see your comments because they don't get the notifications but when it's literally a wall of 
you're a whale, you're disgusting, all that sort of stuff. It's difficult. It just makes it like so much more like meaningful and important because you are putting yourself out there as well. And like yeah. people do, you know, you you continue to do it and people appreciate it because, you know, you it's it's challenging with the world we live in where we have we mm. feel like we have the right to comment and I think it's people mad. don't even realise I mean obviously things like that extreme they know they're doing it but some people yeah. don't even realise that they're doing it sometimes so no you get the ones as well that are like especially when you're like a bigger girl you get like oh you're so brave for wearing that and I'm like why am I brave though like what they're saying yeah. is your body doesn't fit the beauty standard therefore you must be really brave to wear that or like or you're so confident I'm like I'm literally not I'm like the most anxious person in the world so you've clearly decided that I'm confident because I'm wearing a shorts mm. and a sports bra which is like you're just saying you shouldn't be wearing that so you're very confident to be wearing that and that although it comes across like a nice comment it's actually not a nice comment but they a lot of people don't realize that so yeah, it's hard. It all swings around about. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's absolutely. a lot of like but fat phobia out there and like hate on people that have a body fat at all. Mm. And actually body fat is yeah. quite normal to have. <laughs> body fat is, is so normal. And I think like people forget that people's bodies change as well. Like someone that, yeah. you know, might weigh something at some point that might weigh something different at another point and their, the worth is not determined on whether their weight goes up and yes. down. You know, your weight is just it's just where you are in your in your life and in your goals and your body and it's like, you know, your body's gonna change based on your everything yeah. else going on in your life. It's not gonna stay and that's the same incredible from, as even well. from day to day. That's yeah, so cool that, that our bodies can do that. And if you think about it as well, like my my body has been a lot of different sizes and I'm like as like as muscular as I've ever been now because I've been doing the weightlifting. But back when I was doing like triathlons, I was really slender. And then when I was doing CrossFit, I was like, I had like huge delts for some reason and like a six pack and like like proper lean, but like also not small. So my body has shifted loads to kind of suit what I'm doing. And I really like that about yeah. it. And I expect it to continue to do it throughout my life. And I, I've mm. given up trying to mould it into something based on how it looks. I just want to feel my best for what I'm doing at that time. And I think that's absolutely it. Like our bodies are literally here to carry us through our lives and do and support yeah. what we are doing. Like it's I mean, I, we've all been watching the Commonwealth Games and like we look at all yeah. the different athletes and they all have different bodies based on their sport. Like it's not like they all look exactly the same just because they're athletes. They all have mm. very different bodies because their bodies are doing different things Absolutely. to support that sport. So talking and something about sport that's like, and bodies. <laughs> I'll go, I'll go on you, you and then I'll carry on. So with the, I think our problem is with thinking athletes don't look like that is we've been massively marketed like fitness models as what athletes look like so they often wear mm. the the clothing that we're supposed to do our sports in and I had even it was an Olympic athlete I won't mention her name but she's she's a Paralympian and she was like I never feel like I look like an athlete but she's literally a fucking gold medalist sorry I don't know if I'm allowed to swear <laughs> she's a gold medalist and she thinks she doesn't look like an athlete but it's because we see the adverts from all of the brands and they're representing people that train to look good all of the time and they train for those photos they don't train to do the sport that with the matches with the clothing that they're wearing does that make sense i think that's yeah. our problem so we expect when Absolutely. we look at the commonwealth games for it to be people that look like fitness models whereas actually you bodies change depending on your sport they don't look they really looks the same yeah exactly so in terms of you know we've got different sports got different you know 
athletes in different bodies. Why do you think, in terms of the actual workouts we're doing, why do you think girls struggle? Because one of the biggest problems that I've seen as my life as a, in my life as a coach is girls not getting enough fuel to fuel these workouts because they're worried yeah. about gaining weight or, you know, being becoming they're eating too much. And it's like we need to eat a certain amount in order to train hard, right? So, what do you think? And you, you know, you can answer this from like a personal point of view as well. What do you think girls struggle with so much in getting that food? specifically for training like what do girls find hardest about getting getting the food in in or like yeah like mentally like having mentally yeah yeah. mentally choosing to eat more to train oh well I've definitely been that girl and it's so hard it's like especially if you struggle with any sort of eating disorder or like disordered eating of some sort it's having all of those messages in your head that like carbs are bad or like you shouldn't be eating this you should just be eating like whole foods or you shouldn't be eating like you shouldn't be going out for meals or you should only have a certain amount of calories per day like again on TikTok at the moment there's this huge like 1200 calories trend and it's like you've got all of this messaging that <laughs> it's ridiculous right <laughs> all this messaging so from low. outside what? media saying that this is bad for you and basically everything is bad for you if you listen to the internet there is nothing out there mm-hmm. that is good for you um so eating more is just hard when you've got all of because they like subconsciously just get into your brain and then for me anyway I find that sometimes when I go to my fridge and I've seen something that's like carbs are the worst thing ever I'm like well I can't eat that (laughs) so yeah that's really hard and then gaining weight is terrifying for a lot of us because we're all taught that we need to be light and even like BMI is so skewed like I know loads of people that are in the healthy range of BMI but are definitely not healthy and I know loads of people that are in the obese range of BMI and they are very healthy so we're always taught that we need to be lighter so the thought of gaining weight is terrifying understandably Mm. because our whole society is against that. Yeah yeah I think (laughs) with I think what I find with the female performance project, we're trying to get girls to fuel their training. And so often I find that when we give girls their plans and I, I, you know, chat to them about how much I want them to eat, they're like, oh my God, I can't eat that much food. And often Mm -hmm. it's not actually that much, a huge amount more than they're already eating because I'm not going to make them eat a load on top of what they're already eating because that's not fair and that makes them feel uncomfortable. But they, we seem to think that we're going to eat just a little bit extra and we're just suddenly going to like gain a stone just from eating a tiny bit more which is mad like we seem to think that we're just going to suddenly like inflate straight away but it takes it takes a long time to gain actual you know body fat or weight or whatever and it's important to kind of remember that we are doing it in order to train harder and you know when we're feeling low on energy we feel ratty we feel hangry we go to a training session and we feel wiped we can't put any energy in it's because we don't have the energy to supply that workout which is we energy comes from food that like where else are you going to get it from you're not going to magically click your fingers and be like energy um I remember seeing like a I think it was a Tony Robbins video and I think you know his he's quite fun to watch isn't he but he was like oh you can create energy by like jumping around I'm like well it doesn't really work if you don't actually have any food in the tank like you need to create energy from a source like you can't just be like I have energy it doesn't quite work like that it's the equivalent of the like positive when you're struggling with mental health It's like I would suddenly create energy out of nothing. Okay, so you know, you've managed to kind of get more food into train, you're feeling the benefits. So what have you changed in terms of your training and incorporating foods into your diet? What have you or what specific foods or what timings or 
anything in particular you've added in that's kind of helped with your training over the last couple of months? Yeah, so you've massively helped me. I mean, you know that already, but like especially with like nutrition timing around my workout. So eating like carbohydrate-based foods before my workout has really helped me with my training, especially going into the summer where I'm not at work as a teacher. I am training like twice in the morning and you did point out to me that I need to eat food if I'm doing a two-hour session. And I was like initially like, ah, I can't do that. But like now I I literally eat at the gym, which is weird for me. But um, yeah, that is really important. And then like, I think we've addressed so many random eating disorder habits that I didn't realise I still had. Like my aversion to fruit, which I thought I hated fruit. Oh my God. And I don't hate fruit at all. I shamed myself out of eating fruit (laughs) and now I love it. And I add it in and it makes me feel amazing. And it does help me recover because it's that boost of sugar, but it's also the nutrients and stuff that I need. And then we initially addressed the fat thing, didn't we? Like everything I owned was low fat, no fat, yeah, whatever. And I've started, I eat real cheese and it makes me so happy because I love real cheese. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah, I know. And I was eating that awful, like plastic tasting 50% fat cheese that you get. It's gross <laughs> and it only tastes good when you melt it. And now I can literally eat it out of the packet. It's so good. And I haven't gained <laughs> a million stone. <laughs> I've just like, I can just add it into meals that I need to. And then it like, really helps in the later stage of my cycle, like in my... I forgot, lose your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Towards the end of my cycle, I think we worked out that I was having like kind of not binges, but like I was eating a lot of fat. Like I had the mac and cheese and black pudding all mixed together and like with loads of cheese on top. So just just fat on fat on fat. And then like salmon and I was having a lot of peanut butter and I was just clearly craving fat towards the end of my cycle. And because I'd been restricting it by basically not having any additional fat in my diet I think that was my body trying to tell me something and since I've changed that it's really changed my energy levels oh yeah and there's the other there's the eating huge portions of vegetables that I was doing because <laughs> oh from diet God. culture I'd, I thought that I had to eat large volumes of vegetable to stay full um so I was going through like a 450 gram bag of spinach every single week <laughs> and I'm like why am I so bloated <laughs> Honestly, the volume veggies is the thing. I have a confession to make. I meant to message you about this the other day, but I was volume veggieing for a while, like a few months ago. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm so bloated. And I was like, I'm literally just like loading myself up with broccoli. Chloe, stop it. And the girls on the female force plant, they come to me and they're like, I'm so bloated. I'm like, are you volume veggieing? Like, are you eating (laughs) loads of broccoli? It was probably the same time she said it to me. (laughs) Are you actually doing it yourself? (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. Oh, but now, now but I think and we... I, I can eat veggies if I want, like if I want a huge bowl of spinach or if I want a huge amount of broccoli or if I want additional veg in my meals that I have, then I can do that and respond to my body in that way. But I don't have this random rule that I have to have like a fistful of vegetables at least with every meal, which is kind of what I was going mm. by. Um, especially in the later stages yeah. of my cycle, it was just making me really bloated. And now I, f- I feel great. And my energy is better exactly. because, like you said, I'm not digesting an entire bag of spinach <laughs> all the time. It's mad, isn't it? I think as well, like, I, I know that when in the past, when I've been on, like, crazy diets and I can have, like, I don't know, like, 50 grams of chicken breast and, like, 50 grams of rice or something, and then you end up bulking your meals out with loads of veggies because you're like, I need to fill myself up. Yeah. But, 
We shouldn't like be de- like obviously veggies. Yeah, we need to be getting our vegetables in. Nutrient density is is super important. But there mm. are times when you know when we are in the later stages of our cycle, coming up to our period, and our digestion is slower. If we're stuffing ourselves full with veggies, it's just going to make us feel really, really rubbish. So, you know, yeah. it's, there's a time and place for certain veggies. Obviously, we still want to be getting colours in and stuff. But yeah, like having, you know, stuffing ourselves full of broccoli and, and garlic and onions and all the kind of foods that don't digest very well with us. Like, yeah. it's not going to make us feel any good. So it makes a big difference. Are there any... The obviously, difference, we've... though. Like, day... It was day one yeah. and I messaged you, like, what has happened? <laughs> like, I've gone from having no energy <laughs> to feeling absolutely fine. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, because that digestion carries over because your body's so... Your body's so busy digesting food and then, you know, it need it doesn't have the energy to do other things because it's focusing on digestion. So yeah. it's it's another way of like partitioning that energy somewhere else as well. If we can allow ourselves, this is why it's so important to allow ourselves to have you know sugary foods, fruits, mm. dried fruit, you know, saurine, rice cakes, honey, things like that that people maybe go, oh, can't have that. And it's like actually, if we have these things, they digest a lot more efficiently, and our body can now focus on training and doing other things without yeah. feeling sluggish and tired because it's not having to focus on digesting, you know, a four hundred fifty gram bag of spinach at the same time <laughs> as going and doing some lifting because yeah. you know it can just concentrate on that. So and the liquid calories, I was scared of liquid calories, and like now I drink smoothies and I love them, yeah. and and obviously it's like blended up fruits. So that's like a double whammy of things that I was terrified to do, but they make me feel amazing and yeah. That's, that's all of those so there's good. so many more things I learned doing the performance plan but yeah we've tackled a lot and and it's definitely helped and I wish more women could realize that all of these things that we've put into our diets because we've this come from diet culture like you can actually feel so much better if you just eat in a way that is actually good for your body and stop listening to absolutely all of that crap I think as well what you said about fats. I think one of the common themes I do see a lot of is is the 0% fat everything. And mm. I, I do it as well. Like I go to the supermarket and I automatically buy 0% fat yogurt, 5% yeah. fat beef mints. Like I never buy, chi- I don't know, the last time I ate chicken thighs. It's like things like that, isn't it? It's oh, just, I love chicken thighs. We automatically go for those lower fat things. And, you know, it depends on our goals. Okay, if it's goal dependent, if we are trying to lose weight, it is easier to just kind of like have those because it's a little bit, an easy yeah. way to tick off like a few calories out. But then, you know, if we're trying to kind of just be healthy and balanced and, and support training and we're not, we don't have like a specific weight loss, weight loss goal, we have other goals, strength, then there's nothing wrong with having, we need fats mm. in our diet anyway. We need essential fatty acids. We need all these things going in. We're going to feel much better if we actually incorporate them in. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's a trend that we all, I, yeah. I have this conversation with a lot of girls and I'm like, well, why don't you have some 5% yogurt? And they go, <gasps> five percent yogurt and it's like well yes just have a little bit it's not gonna you know and yeah. th- again we think we're gonna like turn into like suddenly balloon. blow up and turn into a balloon just because you have five percent like calories per gram or something isn't it and like carbs and protein mm. are like four or something like that but i like it's also totally possible to lose weight whilst eating the real cheese and that kind of thing and like the five percent yogurt exactly like, which i didn't really think about i just thought i have to you know when you go on a diet you're like oh, i have to eat the lowest calorie version of everything like it's actually not true at all mm-hmm. <laughs> and i feel no, much fuller absolutely. and it as actually well when i, I just find eat- the regular stuff exactly yeah that's yeah yeah, I was gonna say the exact same like if you actually have these foods in your diet you allow yourself to eat more fats then 
you're not like your body isn't in a state of craving it so you're not going to be like oh i really wish i could have some higher fat food because you're already having it in your diet so you actually end up eating like a decent amount of food and stopping because you've had enough food and you've got those you know the nutrients the body needs as well and actually that's a good point so like a mac and cheese craving for ages which is what i was having i was getting to the end of my luteal phase i was like oh my god i need mac and cheese and with extra cheese and all of the butter and as much as i could get but i haven't had that for so much well cheese. since i started the plan so since i started eating fat again <laughs> yeah it's it's mad isn't it you give your body what it needs and then it's like okay cool i'm good thanks yeah so, good. so what tips would you give to girls that maybe are struggling to eat more eat certain foods i know we kind of like often have those kind of fear foods and that's something i've had yeah. in the past like pasta i was like oh i can't eat pasta but like there's certain foods aren't there what would you what advice would you give to girls who are worried about eating more or eating certain foods well, so the first thing, like with fear foods, the first thing I did was write down all of the fear foods that I have. And I still have a few. There's a still, a still a few on the list that I know I've not tackled. But just picking one every so often and trying to work on it and just adding it into your diet like every so often. And then like I find sort of like affirmations towards myself, but not really like I'm not saying them out loud. But every time I hear those thoughts come in, like, oh, you should be eating that um, or anything like that. I'm like, no, I need this fuel. And I'll say to myself, I need this bagel because I'm going to train in a bit and I want to have the energy to do my training. So I almost justify, not that I need to justify it, but I, it's helpful for me to say to myself, I need this because I want to achieve this. And to sort of reinforce that within myself, that I, I need to have the food to fuel my body rather than coming from like a restriction sort of mindset if that makes sense and it's just yeah. like constantly kind of assessing what my mind is doing and how I'm feeling about food and also doing the check-ins with you are really helpful because it gives me like once a week where I have to reflect on everything and all of these things come up and then it gives me like new goals to work on for the for the week because I've maybe I've noticed like something that I'm doing that's a bit disordered or or like because I think the other week I was pretty scared just because my calories had increased by 100 calories which is literally nothing but it, it did I, I don't know why but 100 calories seems like loads and to everybody else it's probably seems like nothing and so like to you if you were like I'm increasing my calories by 100 calories I'd be like yeah it's nothing but for some mm. reason it feels like it's different when it's you you're like I'm an exception to the rule <laughs> Which isn't true at all. <laughs> yeah. but it is, though, like, isn't it? We think yeah. we're like, well, I'm going to be the one to gain a load of weight from 100 yeah. calories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that, oh, yeah, like, yeah, everybody else needs the fuel for their training. But, like, I, I'm i an exception. Like, I I don't need that. I need to restrict myself. And it's, it's noticing all of those intrusive thoughts that come up and addressing them and almost seeing that, like, eating the sort of voice as, like, a another being or like a a thing in my head that I could have a conversation with that I, like I would with somebody that was saying really problematic eating the sort of things to me in person I would have a chat with them and be mm. like that is not okay like you definitely need to eat <laughs> yeah <laughs> another thing as well like we've spoken about is is going because you've you know you've been going away a lot and doing lots of lovely things and having meals out and stuff yeah. like that and I think yeah. that can be quite challenging for a lot of girls in eating foods out. And the other day you went out for food and you sent me a picture. It looked absolutely incredible. Oh, so but like, is there anything in terms of, because I know that can be a bit of a, 
a hard thing for girls to mm. do if they have had disordered eating patterns or anything? Is there anything in terms of going out for food that maybe has changed or you feel better about now or yes. anything you've kind of done to make that easier on yourself as well? Yeah, well, it's not got easier. It's got harder because of the calorie information on the menus, which is really frustrating. Um, and that like triggers mm-hmm. like a massive like mindset issue for me. Um, so I get my partner okay. to read out the menu to me in those situations. But um, with I'm actually going to do a post on it today. The So when I went out for my partner's birthday, we had like chicken waffles with like maple syrup. And then he got like a wrap and then so we good. halved them. And the portions are humongous. And because my relationship with food has improved so much and I now I just allow myself to eat what I want to eat when I go out and I allow myself to order what I want but sometimes I do feel this guilt come up if I want to finish the plate even though I'm full if that makes sense Hmm. because we're like taught um, especially as I've done a bit of like intuitive eating in the past and you're supposed to stop when you're full and I'm like well no I'm not gonna this is amazing food and actually I'm gonna finish the plate because even though I know I'm gonna be really full it's not the end of the world I've paid for this food it was quite expensive and I'm not gonna waste that just because I'm a little bit full if I want to eat it if I don't want to eat it then I won't eat it but I wanted to finish my plate, so I did. And that's a huge shift because usually I would feel like mega guilty. And I had a chat to my partner about it and I was like, well, because previously I would massively restrict after doing that. And if I felt too full, I'd be like, well, you're not allowed to eat now until tea time, like no lunch for you sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, like maybe I'll eat in an hour. Maybe I'll eat in three hours. My body will tell me when I'm hungry and I'm allowed to eat if my body tells me that I'm hungry. And it was helpful, like you said, that I had to have like an off-plan meal every week. So over the last month or so, I've had quite a lot of events come up where I was definitely going to be eating off-plan. And it's been helpful to like have that permission already there. But yeah, it's a weird one with that. I've had a lot of barbecues and I went on the Vivo retreat where there was just unlimited food which was terrifying for me because I obviously my eating disorder is bulimia so I'm I was like terrified that I was gonna overeat and then like have like repercussions but I didn't and I did I like filled my plate and I stopped when I was full and I've never done that I would always like overeat just because I'd taken it but yeah I think just building that healthier relationship with food all round and I'm now able to listen to my hunger cues more because I'm eating more frequently and Mm. I'm eating enough and the hunger cues, like I would either be ravenous or not hungry at all. And I think actually in in my check-ins with you, I saw that to begin with, I was like quite ravenous quite a lot. And then like recently I've just been like, nah, I'm not really that hungry. And Mm. it's because I'm eating consistently and it's because I'm eating enough, I think. So like going up to a table where there's like loads of food, I'm not like, oh my God, I have to eat all of this. I'm like, oh, what do I want? I can always come back. Like there's always going to be more food. And I don't have that Mm. restriction mindset where I'm like, I have to eat now. Otherwise I'm like, there's not going to be any food later and I won't be allowed to eat for the rest of the day because I've eaten bad stuff. (laughs) There's like the time limit thing, isn't there? Like, oh, well, you know, if I'm going to eat this, I have to eat it today. Yeah, like before tomorrow and when oh, tomorrow yeah. comes that's it I can't it's the time the time limit thing yeah I that's something like I struggle with a lot as well it's like 
yeah, has to be in this day. You I have can't to eat the whole chocolate tomorrow. bar in one day, uh, which I've actually stopped yeah. doing recently. Like, because I'm like, oh, if I yeah. get a block of chocolate, like a big one, I like a, it, it's going in one sitting. There's no way that can sit in the cupboard. But recently, I've literally like got halfway through it. I'm like, nah, I don't really want it anymore. I'll just put it in the cupboard. Mm. Like, That's that is unheard yeah. of. Right now, there are it's like mad. And you there can are cookies in the cupboard. There's like mm. mine's got two bars of chocolate that are like it's all fine to be there. I've got chocolate spread in the cupboard, yeah. which I wouldn't have had like a year or two ago because I would be terrified that I just go and like spoon it. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I'm allowed to have chocolate if I want chocolate. It's there if I need it. I don't feel like I need it all the time, and I have something chocolatey once a day at least anyway. So yeah, love it. <laughs> I love it. So, okay, last question for me. One of the things I've been recommending a lot of the girls, and I know you've been doing this a lot as well, for fueling, you know, quick sugars and stuff like that, getting the food yeah. in the training, and it's hot, getting the smoothies in. What's mm. your go-to smoothie at the moment? What are you putting in mm. it? So what did I have last time? I put in, like, chocolate protein powder, milk, because I'm not one of these people that can have water in it. I'm not that person. Um, mm. Bananas. And then... The other day I just put some spinach in it because I just wanted some spinach. I just felt like I need some nutrients, but it doesn't taste very good. You like need that. that spinach in there. Yeah, no, no, I'm obsessed with spinach. Uh, <laughs> lots and lots of ice. In it. Forget the spinach. So bananas, chocolate, lots of ice. And I put some of the like xanthan gum in it. Have you heard of that? It makes it really thick. Oh, yeah, like it a McDonald's it up, it? thick shake. Yeah. It was so good. Oh, I did it in a big blender. It was amazing. And then I've got some like food spring, like uh protein cream, which is like it's like chocolate spread, but it's like Protein. It's really tasty, that stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, put a bit of that in it. <laughs> so good. Yeah, Love that'll it. do. Chocolate banana. Yeah. Oh, dreamy. Okay. Banana. So, girls, yeah, get yourself some smoothies for your training, yeah. please. And there you go. You or the, like, the other one I've been shake. doing is, like, straw- I've got, like, a bag of mixed berries that have got some, like, really chunky strawberries in it and do that with banana and then, like, strawberry protein powder and obviously milk as well. And then, again, loads of ice. And that's... Those are my two that I have. <laughs> yeah, sounds perfect. I love it. I love it. Um, amazing. Oh, my goodness. What a great chat. I think we've kind of like covered everything yeah. I wanted to go through. So I'm super happy. Cool. Thank you so much for coming on board. I've wanted to get you on this podcast for ages. Right. So where can people find a bit more info about you? And yeah, tell us where we can find you. So I'm Sporty Beth on Instagram and on TikTok and also on YouTube, actually. So pretty easy to find. Or Sporty Beth CF, like, so kind of like CrossFit. Um, and literally, if you want like any any videos on pretty much anything, like how to do your first pull up or especially if you're a heavier girl then just put in my name into youtube and then pull ups and there'll be a video on all of that yeah (laughs) that's epic i love it yeah i love your youtube channel at the moment i've been watching it because it's the way i catch up with the crossfit world these days so i'm very much enjoying it i just did a few news with the crossfit games i think i'm doing there's going to be more like lifestyle stuff over the next couple of weeks and i've got a a fair amount of my audience don't do crossfit at all so there's some crossfit stuff some not crossfit stuff yeah (laughs) love it okay guys thank you for listening so today um had beth on board absolutely fantastic so for more info on our programs plans please head to phnutrition.co.uk and our instagram is at ph underscore nutrition if you want more information about the female performance project uh, which is a female only nutrition platform focused on fueling girls for exercise head over to at female performance project on instagram and then our website is femaleperformanceproject.co.uk if there's anything you want us to cover on this podcast please slide into our dms drop us a message and remember to share and rate the podcast thank you so much for listening and see you later beth thank you so much thank you for having me
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.